For the second week in a row, Aaron Allen has led Alcorn to a game-winning drive in swipe play. Oh, yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. family welcome back to another episode of the locked on hbcu podcast your number one daily one-stop shop for everything hbcu athletics monday through friday part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and i of course am darian gray aka the mouth of the south which i left a little room so you can see my sign and i'm also a Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor and current contributing writer at USA Today's Saints Wire. I appreciate you for going on this journey with me, making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S, ends with an Yes, and today's episode starts and ends with Grambling versus Alcorn. In the middle, we have North Carolina Central, and their absolute thrashing of Elon means that they should be a nationally ranked top 10 team going forward. But right now, let's kick it off with the first part of our Alcorn versus Grambling conversation, and that is Aaron Allen, because it's not to say that Aaron Allen had a clutch performance against Grambling, because he did. But it's just to say that he's certified clutch, period. And let's not just say he had this performance. This is just who he is. If we see somebody do something again and again and again, maybe we should just label them good at this. And right now, there should be no question that Aaron Allen knows how to be clutch. Let's go through the last three games for Aaron Allen. Because like I said, this is deeper than just what happened against Grambling. You know, we can set the scene all we want, but I don't think that we're doing a proper, I don't think we're doing a, it doing it any justice if we don't at least look back into what he's done the previous two weeks. Let's look at the Prairie View versus Alcorn game. The story coming out of that game was that Prairie View knocked in a game-winning field goal with time expiring. Well, that was also a lengthy drive because going into that, Aaron Allen had just led the Braves on a touchdown drive in which he had a 49-yard touchdown pass, right? And that he never touched the ball after that. He led a potential game-winning drive late in the fourth quarter. All right, cool. They gave that up. It happens, whatever. But you don't think about it because they gave it up. But let's act like he led one, right? So the potential, and follow me. The next week against Alabama State, I guess he learned his lesson. He said, you know what? We're not doing this whole giving the ball back to somebody. I'm going to lead my team down there. Had yet another 40-yard pass to Malik Rogers, right? And he ended up getting a field goal that drive that put them into overtime. And then they ended up winning in overtime, which was a big-time victory. So I I guess that's a game-tying drive. But either way, it shows the same clutch gene. And you get into this game against Grambling. And we should have known when he got the ball back, hey, this is it for y'all. I understand that Grambling has looked good. I understand that Grambling's defense has performed well, and we'll get into that in segment three about Grambling and Alcorn's defense looking better than the final score suggested that they looked. But this is Aaron Allen in the fourth quarter. 
he's going to lead Alcorn down for some sort of score. And it's going to be a touchdown because that's what he needs. Every time he's going to get what he needs. And we saw it against PV. Got them what they needed. The defense just didn't hold that, that one up that game. Now you're looking at against Alabama State. He leaves him down no time on the clock. You end up winning that game. Now against Grambling, you're going in there and you're looking to because if you don't, if you don't win this game against Grambling, it's going to be tough. So you know what's on the line. You know what you have to take care of. And in this game, he is on the money every single throw. Leads them down for a touchdown. He does technically get the ball back, but he just he they even kneel on the first play and then they just run it. Like they're trying to run the clock out. They didn't effectively do it, but they did try to run the clock out. So I'm gonna say, A, it's a game-winning drive, but then also it feels like the last time that he really touched the ball because they never tried to do anything with it when they got the ball back. It was a literal kneel down, and then I guess they realized that they couldn't just knee it out or something, and then they started running plays. But if it was on Aaron Allen, they'd be 4-2 and two at the top of the swag, and we'd be talking about them in a completely different way. You have knocked off PV. You would have knocked off Alabama State and knocked off Grambling. Things will look completely different for the Braves. And we will take a look at what the SWAC West looks like. Probably do that on tomorrow's episode, to be honest. But Aaron Allen, did I mention he had another 40-yard pass this time to Malik Rogers yet again every single week in these game-winning drives, game-tying drive, potential game-winning drive that was given up? These all are Aaron Allen balling and then also Malik Rogers having a really big-time catch. It's the same blueprint every single week. But here's my thing about this Grambling drive, the game against Grambling, right? Is that every throw he made to me was on the money. It was on point. There was one incompletion on that drive. And on that incompletion, I felt like Grambling got away with a slight DPI. I wasn't crying about it or anything. I didn't think it was egregious, but I did think there was a little bit of a tug by the defensive back that kept the wide receiver from making that last step that would have had the ball in his hands. I thought that every single throw Aaron Allen had when he was running out of the pocket, and it was just a simple seven-yard toss that Nico Duffy ran for another five to six yards, right? But he was on the move, and it was the visibility or the vision to be able to see that. I thought that the play where he had got sacked, he tried to scramble out. The next play, he tried to scramble a little bit, and he sees the, the receiver, hits him. There was one where, um, of course, that, that throw to Rodgers I thought was on point, and then Rodgers did the rest running for another about 20 yards. But even the touchdown where he's rolling out to his right, scrambling, and he sees the vision. He sees that guy in the middle of the field. And it feels like throwing across your body isn't as, as risky as it used to be. It's still risky, but it's it's accepted risk. No one system, oh my God, don't don't throw across your body. Everybody does it now. And when he did it, it was a picture perfect pass. And then the receiver did what he did with it to be able to take it into the end zone. But Aaron Allen is on the money. And I just personally feel like we don't need to say that he was clutch this game. Aaron Allen is clutch. He's consistent clutch every single week. That's just something that's in him. So instead of saying Aaron Allen had a clutch performance, which he did. Let's just keep it real. Alcorn State quarterback Aaron Allen is clutch. This isn't temporary. This isn't accidental. This is a repeated offense. This is who he is. Now, moving forward, I have a pretty clear statement and clear, pretty clear vision of what North Carolina Central is, and that is a top 10 team in the FCS subdivision. And we'll get into why they should be ranked there as we continue with Locked On HBCU.
Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. And just like Aaron Allen, Athletic Brewing has changed the game. With Aaron Allen, he's changing the game at the end of the at the end of it. In the fourth quarter, he changed the whole conversation. This wasn't even supposed to be the lead segment. Segment three was supposed to be our segment one, but he switched that up with a dominant fourth quarter drive to take Alcorn over the top. And the same thing can be said about athletic brewing. No hangovers. They're non-alcoholic beers. These are great. This will take them over the top. Great flavor. No after effects. They're fit for all times. If I want to go to the kids' soccer game, I want to go to the kids' football game, I can drink any of them. I'm just hanging out with the boys. I can drink them because they taste good, but I don't have to worry about the after effects. Not only do they taste good, they stand toe-to-toe with some of the alcoholic beers, and I'm talking about on a on a prize stand where they've won awards over these alcoholic beers. So, All you have to do is go to athleticbrewing.com. Go to athleticbrewing.com and first-time customers will get 15% off your offer. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get 15% off at checkout. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, on Friday, we will have our college football kickoff live that has dropped down to an hour now. But if you don't catch it live, that's okay. It still will be on the Locked on HBCU YouTube page, the Locked on HBCU podcast page. It'll be on all of those things if you just want to catch up after the fact. But North Carolina Central, should be a nationally ranked top 10 team after what they did to Elon. They spotted Elon 10 points and then got to work on Elon. Got to work on Elon. See, it's not just the fact that you won yet another game or anything like that. It's the style points that come with it. It's the things that happen around it, the context around this information. And it's the fact that you absolutely dominated Elon, you did. You dominated Elon in that game. And you have to remember, this is something that we took a little peep at on Friday's episode. North Carolina Central, if you look at the stats perform pay and poll, excuse me, they were 14. Elon was 25. I don't know if being a 25th ranked team, even though you beat them pretty handedly, I don't know if that makes you jump four spots, five spots. I don't know if that happens. So I'm not confident. But in the FCS poll, they were 11. And Elon had just beat the number nine ranked team in the nation. At the time, William and Mary was number five. But that loss moved them back. And I feel like the way that North Carolina Central beat Elon, it should push them up. No, there was a no, they're they're not right next to each other. So it's not as simple as saying, oh, well, we're just gonna jump William and Mary. What do you do with Delaware? Delaware won two, I believe. 
and I actually haven't looked at all of the top 10, right? Because North Carolina Central is one out of the top 10. If one of those teams lost, of course they're going to move in. But this is just me saying strictly from how they performed against Elon, they, des they deserve to be there. I don't care. The whole rest of the top 10 could have won. I still feel like North Carolina Central did enough to jump William and Mary. That's the team I'm looking at. I just beat the team handedly that beat you. They didn't beat, you know what I'm saying? Elon didn't beat them handily, but they beat William Mary nonetheless, 14 to six. I just beat them. I just put 34 points on them, you know? And the reason this was pure domination is because everything that Coach Oliver said that Elon does well, they did better than Elon. We got to stop the run. Oh, you did. You did. Jalen Hampton ended this game with 10 rushes. For 13 yards in every other game that Jalen Hampton has played this year. He's had a run longer than 13 yards against North Carolina Central. He ended the game with 13 yards. We talk about Elon's defensive line. This is the first game this year that they've ended without a sack. Meanwhile, North Carolina Central ended with eight sacks. Everything that you were worried about. He talked about the strength of the, of, the, of the defense, the defense line. He talked about the running game. You ran the ball on them at will. You only had 24 carries, and you already had 207 yards. You're looking at Latrell Collier. You're looking at Davis Richard, both with 11 yards, or excuse me, 11 carries. Richard with 104? 114. Collier with 95. Both players have touchdowns. Richard has three on the ground. And this is the second week in a row that he's had three touchdowns on the ground or more. And this is also his first 100-100 game. I told you about Davius Richard. He does this. In big games, Davius Richard shows up. He's shown it time in and time out. And specifically, we've seen it the last two weeks against these last two CAA opponents. Davius Richard has showed up and he has led North Carolina Central to huge victories. And those huge victories should take North Carolina Central to the top 10 rankings in the FCS coaches poll. I'm looking at it. We stopped Jalen Hampton, one of the better running backs, right? 13 yards on the game. You're looking at the defensive line. They couldn't get anything going. And we spoke about this. North Carolina Central protected really well against Campbell. But Campbell was not Elon when it came to the defensive line and the pressure that they had. Well, nobody got through. And I think Davis Richard is very mobile. And I know a lot of times mobility can help. But regardless, nobody got to Davis Richard. In the war of the physicality and the physicality battle, you won. Period. So now you look at this, and I believe just because Central beat Elon and Elon beat William and Mary does not mean that Central will beat William and Mary. They're not going to face off, so we'll never know. I mean, the whole Team A, B beat, or excuse me, Team A beat B and Team B beat C so Team A can beat C, that was just proven in the Celebration Bowl last year. It doesn't always work that way. But when we're talking about rankings and we're talking about polls and we're talking about things of that nature, that was dominant. That was dominant. You put up the second most points that they have given up all year. And the only person to score more was an FBS opponent. You got it done. You got it done. Everything you wanted to do, you did better. And now moving forward, I want to look at North Carolina, or excuse me, I want to look at Grambling and Alcorn one more time. I want to double back, but I wanted to get this out the way. And this is going to kind of bring up the rear because it's an underwhelming end 
to the game for the defensive units. But I did feel like Alcorn and Grambling played better than the score suggested. So let's look into that as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. And listen, for a championship team, you need to make sure that you have the right parts. And I want my car to be a champion. So let's make sure that my car has the right parts. And if I'm going to make sure that my car is having the right parts or I need some some uh or I need to get something fixed, I'm going to ebay.com slash motors. That's where I'm going. ebay.com slash motors because they have over 120 million parts. All I have to do is go in and put my car, whatever it is, say I'm driving a 2017 Escalade or something, right? Right. And all I have to do is put that car into the my garage section and every single part that they suggest will show up and be fitted for me. And if it's not, eBay Motors has a guaranteed fit, meaning if that does not happen, they'll give you your money back. But you don't have to worry about that because it will be a perfect fit. Don't believe me? Just go to ebay.com slash motors. Try it for yourself and hit me at South Exclusive. Tell me how it worked. But you have to go to ebaymotors.com. eBay Motors, let's ride. That's wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU. I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day, every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. I'm going to say something that doesn't sound right, but Grambling versus Alcorn was a high scoring defensive battle. It doesn't sound right. It sounds like a contradiction in a way it is, in a way it is. But I will say this. Overall, I just felt like the final score did not represent the performance that each defense put out there on the field. Each defense not only had their moments, I thought played really well throughout the majority of this game. Um, specifically, Graham, like Aaron Allen, and I kind of hinted that at this during segment one, Aaron Allen's last drive, the game-winning drive, changed everything around. I'm sitting here planning out segments and trying to figure out you know what's going to happen knowing i'm not really watching the uh this is the game i'm paying the most attention to at the moment right so i had another game on split screen but this was a better game and this was also the one that i just i i was looking forward to it more so i'm watching i'm like oh yeah grandma defense doing well i'm about to do a uh i'm about to do a segment on how grandma's defense won them this game and i thought that was surprising because you know i've hyped up grandma's offense and they've been really well but they didn't play great i thought the defense is what put him over the top and then aaron allen had his last minute drive or his, his game winning drive it wasn't the last minute but that changed everything up but as i sat back in the aftermath of the game and now watch a fan versus southern which we'll probably talk about either tomorrow or, or wednesday i don't know actually it'll probably be wednesday to be honest um but as I'm in the, in the aftermath, I'm like, man, Grambling's defense played well. Grambling's defense played well. I know that Aaron Allen came and stole the show, so that has to be segment one. But I want to make sure that I get this in in some point. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, But, yeah, just overall, I did feel like they performed well. But the score ended up being 25-24. So let's get one thing out the way already. Alcorn and Grambling both scored their own defensive touchdowns. Aaron Allen was uh, scrambling in the end zone. 
and just the ball fell out and Graham landed on it. And that was the first score we had of the game. After that, Alcorn answered back. But then once Grambling got the ball, Crawley threw an interception, returned for a touchdown of his own. So it was like, okay, cool. We're early in the game, and both Grambling and Alcorn have already put up a defensive touchdown of their own. That already is a good sign for your defense. But it does not stop there. It wasn't just, oh, Alcorn returned to pick six, and now Grambling's going crazy, or Aaron Allen let the ball go, and that was the only thing he did wrong, and now every, everybody's going crazy. For Alcorn's defense, it wasn't so much about turnovers. You know, they did get them, but for the majority of the game, it was just playing stout defense. I really do think that Grambling has a solid offense, a really good offense. I don't even want to say solid. I think they have a really good offense. Um, I can't remember who it was, but one of the viewers left a comment saying that basically Grambling's offense, offense versus FAMU's defense will be a great SWAT championship matchup. I fully agree. I, I think that would be great to watch. I would love to watch that game. Um, but at the same time, they didn't look great on Saturday. You got to give Alcorn credit for that. They were able to end up leading three scoring drives, two touchdowns, and a and a inter, or excuse me, and a in uh, a field goal. But they didn't look great. Things just came to them difficult, or they were difficult for them pretty much all night. Now, where the interceptions did come into play is, A, you had a pick six to start the game, of course. But then at the end of the game, when Gramlin's needing to come back into it, because now Aaron Allen's already led his game-winning drive. And now Gramlin's like, we got to follow up. We have to go win this game. They were intercepted on both drives. Interception. Alcorn plays it real conservative, tries to take time off of the clock. Gramlin gets the ball back. Interception again. Crawley's played really clean pretty much all year. Gramlin has played clean football. I think Crawley's looked good. I should look up very briefly how many interceptions that Miles Crawley has had this year, right? Because I've looked at him and I've been pretty impressed, but I don't know the exact number and everything of, of that sort, right? So we got Miles Crawley here. Season, let's see. No stats, of course. Uh, I wanted to do it real quick for y'all, but I couldn't. Anyway, so you end up having two interceptions at the end of the game, both of which you like, oh, okay, defense stepping up. Then you go to Gramlin's defense. Okay, cool. I wanted to make sure I had this. So he has four interceptions on the year. Three of them came in this game against Alcorn. Now, for Gramlin's defense, which I thought was the best unit, I'll be honest with you, Alcorn's offense, Alcorn's defense. Grambling's offense, Grambling's defense. I felt like Grambling's defense was the best unit on the field on this game. I did. And I know it doesn't reflect that way because of the score and everything. Even if you bring out the touchdowns, it still doesn't look like a real defensive game, but it was a good defensive game. Um, Grambling had their own touchdown, of course, but then they forced two more turnovers at the beginning of the second half one of which led to a touchdown. So you had the interception return for a touchdown of your own, or excuse me, a fumble return for a touchdown of your own. Then you end up having an interception that led to a touchdown. Then you had another turnover that didn't amount to anything, but they were the best ones. They sacked Alcorn five times on the day. Aaron Allen was running even in the, in the game winning drive, the front line was getting after Alcorn. So I thought they played well, by the way, that's the other thing. Alcorn had really good penetration in the run game. 
they looked really good. I didn't mention that at the time, but I thought they played well. And they kept Grambling's running game to do pretty much nothing. That was a really low running output by them. But um, Grambling's defense, you saw them getting through. You saw them creating turnovers. You saw them scoring points. This was the best unit to me. But at the end of the day, none of that matters. The uh, Aaron Allen came through and he shut all that up. But as a person who watched the game and wanted to come through and give you an accurate representation of what each team looked like, not just who won the game in certain moments, but just giving a breakdown of what they looked like, I don't care if it was 25-24. I don't care what the score was. I watched that game, and those defenses played much better than the final score suggested. And I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And on tomorrow's episode, we'll be looking at the SWAC West because – Things look wide open now, so let's break down what the Wild Wild West looks like on tomorrow's episode. But in the meantime, in between time, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter, at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.